Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. 2 Samuel chapter 9. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? For Jonathan's sake. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? <clears throat> he said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed he is in the house of Machir and the house of Amiel in Lodibah. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel from Lodibah. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, uh, had come to David, he fell on his face. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness. For Jonathan, your father's sick. And will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon him, upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul. And to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him. And you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, said the king, said the king, said the king, as for Mephibosheth, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. May the Lord bless the reason of his word. God has been good to David. Huh. The covenant-keeping God has been good to David. And David, in his life assignment, had succeeded, unusually. The reason for which he was created, I believe he was created to be a king. He was born to be a king. He probably didn't know, like you don't know everything about you, but your maker, the one that sent you this way, already, he has a blueprint. Oh, yes, he does. 
And I want you to understand that God never wishes you evil. He does good. He's a good God. And so God had been good to this man, David. In fact, he's on record that um, when it comes to the reason why he was created, I'm talking of his assignment, he was a warrior. He never lost one battle. Not one. Now there was peace. And finally he was king. And everything was going well. And this day, sitting on his throne, always reveling in the worship of God, because his pastime was obvious, and it's obvious in the Bible. You say, what was his past? I mean, what was his leisure? His leisure? Worship. True. Worship. And that's why we have the book of Psalms. He's the, he's the major contributor there. He's, the, in fact, the most contributed most of the Psalms. Other writers, but he contributed most of them. And so that was his part. I mean, that was his pastime. That was, that's, that was what he did. So he sat on the throne this day and God's been good to me. God's been good to me. Then you remember that. You know why God will always be so? He's a covenant-keeping God. Let me quickly remind you. I think it's in Psalm 89, verse 34. Shall we read together, church? And so that began to resonate in his mind, I believe. And he would look through his life and say, in spite of me, despite all of this. See, in this covenant journey with this God, he has never missed it once. I have missed it a lot of times. God never makes mistakes. And that was, I guess, and believe was what he was thinking. And suddenly, he turned on him. This God that keeps his covenant with me in spite of me, indeed is a covenant-keeping God. And so, covenant-keeping God, there is no one like you. Covenant is the reason why when the whole world says you don't deserve it, you will get it. It's covenant. It's covenant. It's covenant. The assessors of this world will assess you over and over and write you off. But what they always will forget is the fact that you are in a covenant relationship. While he was thinking that and he was worshipping God in his heart, then he remembered that this God that never breaks covenant has kept me. 
and I used to have a covenant. I used to have a covenant. He passed. Sorry. Then he asked the question. <laughs> Let me get there quickly. You, hallelujah. That was what prompted the question. Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul? They had since been forgotten. But see, the thing with covenant is this. You can never be forgotten. Even men, even when men forget, the originator and the keeper of covenant will never forget. Very few people that hail you when you are alive will remember your children when you are gone. That's man. It's natural with man. For many, not because they are wicked, they will just get so busy that they will forget. They are so sad with their own trouble that they will forget. But God will never. So this day, he was communicating and suddenly he said, Is there? Then Ziba came forward. And see why? Why was he asking? That I may show him kindness. The margin of my Bible, Jacobus said, that I may show him covenant faithfulness. So Mephibosheth, it's got nothing to do with what you know. It's got absolutely, absolutely nothing to do with your tricks. Mephibosheth, this is covenant at work. That I may show him covenant faithfulness. Are you Ziba? It's just the, then he repeated it in verse 3. Someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God. Follow me. Then you'll observe still. Verse 7. You see there again in verse 7. So David said to him, that was when they brought him before him. Do not fear, for I will surely show you what? Kindness. Now he told him the reason. Why? For Jonathan, your father's sake. The reason all this is happening is because I have a covenant with your father. Covenant is never destroyed. Covenant keepers are rare. But if you're a child of God, you have been initiated into the group of covenant keepers. They are covenant children who keeps covenant. True. So the whole reason for all this drama, I want to demonstrate covenant faithfulness. And of course, you know the rest of the story. 
So not to waste your time. Yeah. Summarizing what happened to Mephibosheth. One. Or maybe explain vis-a-vis our covenant today. Jacobus said, in all of these, David was a picture or a type of our Lord who redeems, restores, and returns us to our Father's table in peace. That's all. So with this understanding, I'll tell you who you are, what you have, using this as my explanation. Number one, Mephibosheth had resigned himself to the life of destitution. He was an heir to the throne. The father was to be the next king before their dynasty, or rather, what you call that, was destroyed by God. God removed it. You say, how? Remember what he said to Saul? He said, you would have reigned over Israel forever. But you know, so he removed it. Now brought somebody else who he preferred. So this guy was online until he was removed. Until the father was removed. That doesn't remove covenant. But God removed their line. It's God that institutes everything. Everything consists in God. We're told that Machim must have been a very rich man that was sympathetic to the cause of the family and took this boy in. And uh, he was now a man. He had a son. But that was the life he knew. Life of just, you know, whatever you give me, sir. Until one day, the royal fleet landed in this corner and they were wondering who is this and where is it coming to and they stopped straight in the presence or rather in front of the house of Maki the son of Amir well Maki was popular I mean at the time he was the richest in the area so maybe you know some of the old links but when they came out dressed in their royal attire they were asking for my favorite Who did you say? Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth, you are wanting. From where to where? Can I say this quickly? Because you are a child of God, bought by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, through your life's journey, there'll be a lot of pleasant surprises. Pastor, what you're preaching may disturb people. Why will it disturb anybody? I'm preaching the truth. What if they don't get it? Why should you think what if they don't get it? I know I'm in a covenant relationship with God through the blood of our Lord Jesus. I know. know. There's nothing you can say to change me. I know. 
Is it from the experiences of him that I've had? Or from the kind of places he has placed me that I know I really naturally wouldn't have qualified? And because I know, I know too that because you are born again, you are in a covenant relationship. The first thing, it explains the basis of our salvation. Put quickly for me, Ephesians chapter 2. This guy was there and resigned to that life, probably will die that way until this royal fleet came and they looked for him. And he said, what do you want? He said, the king wants you. The king wants me. The king wants me. The king wants me. The king of Israel wants you. The king Uh, you see, they were escaping with me when I sustained this injury. The dread of the king. No, the, the king is asking after you. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Start from verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved Taiwan. A lot of times when you read us, you don't think it's you. But if you look at it, that if no, any, if no other person lives on earth and you are the only one that just would have died, then put your name there. Verse 5. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. In spite of me. He loves me. Despite me. He loves me. He loves me. What if I stray? Then I'm the one straying. It does not reverse the fact that he loves me. And what does love do? He'll be wishing and doing everything possible for me to realize my state and come back home. God loves you. Even when we were dead, you know what he said? He said, but really, King, I'm sorry. What has this got to do with me, a dead dog? Even when we were dead in trespasses, you made us alive together with and raised us up together. Together. How can you pick such a dead, filthy thing like me and begin to consider me together as one with the one who has never sinned, not just the one who had never sinned, the savior of mankind. I mean, his holiness is impeccable. I mean, who can measure up to, how can you pick me from there, from the gutter, and merge me with him and say you are one? Hey! Somebody shout covenant. And made us sit together, alive together, rest together, sit together. Where? In heavenly places. Not in the dungeon, not in the ghetto, the throne that surpasses all thrones. Can you see what covenant does? 
Or what did you contribute to your Christianity? Or to your being saved? What did you contribute? What did I contribute? Read on. Seven. That in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his what? Come on, talk to me. You can see what David was showing. That's a covenant term. Towards us. Was David towards Mephibosheth? God towards Tyro. How? In Christ. Next. For by grace. Help me read. How? And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It would have been a disaster if Mephibosheth would look right into the face of the king and said, I don't believe you. And despite what I said, no, I don't believe you. And he still goes ahead to do it. He said, no, I don't believe you. If you don't believe it, you can't receive it. If you don't receive it, you remain with where you were. I'm saying this because I know certain situations are changing right now in the name of Jesus. You're a child of God. What you don't believe, you can't receive does not mean that it's not there. It does not mean that it's not done. But what did Mephibosheth say? I said, look at you, wicked man. But because of you, I became lame. Eh? Then me of my father. Hey! Attitude is the reason people never become what God made them to be. It's not because God didn't do it. It's attitude. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself, but it is the gift of... Why don't you just enjoy the gift? You find the same thing, but if you go to Romans chapter 5, you find the same, like, almost similar. Number two. You know what? He, he showed him the secret of blessing. He unveiled the secret. Blessings. When God shows you kindness, the world will be digging to find out where your blessings are coming from. But they will never succeed. You say why? Because one of his names in your is our marriage. <laughs> wonder, wonder. He's a wonderful God. <laughs> The secret of our blessings revealed here. So a lot of times we begin to wonder, how do they do it? Covenant. Come on, think of, come on, let's, let's try and be a little rational here. Pragmatism destroys faith, I must tell you that. But let's just be rational. You say, what do you mean? If this covenant picked me when I was totally lost and I knew nothing, to come and benefit from the greatest love that ever exists. Why won't it obliterate my poverty? Poverty of, poverty of the mind, poverty of the body, poverty of relationship. So don't you see that sickness and poverty are part of the curse from which you have been redeemed? That's why in Ephesians 1 3 is clear. See, 
All he was doing, he said, I'll show you kindness. Remember, we're ready. God's kindness through Christ is our salvation. Oh, yeah. Blessed be God, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? How? How? In Christ Jesus, in heavenly place, remember in chapter 2, uh, he saved us when we were nothing. Oh, how? And then made us alive together with Christ, raised us together with Christ, and set us above with Christ in heavenly places. In that place is the place of blessings. Every blessing. All blessings. Let me say this. He said, but how does this benefit me? Again, it's what you know that you believe, that you receive, that you have, that manifests in your life. I'm not joking. That's why you must believe the king. But you see, there's a similar story. In the same um, Second Samuel chapter 9, Second Samuel chapter 10, David did the same thing to the son of Ammon, the king of a foreign land. He rejected it. Result? Wolf wiped him out. So when, 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 when covenant law is extended to a man and you reject it, it's damnation. When I say covenant love, God's covenant love, through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. That's why for God's so love, covenant love, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, <laughs> God does not discriminate, whosoever believes, shall not perish but what have what everlasting life eternal life what about those who don't believe eternal damnation straight away eternal damnation period that's the basis of a blessing second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says that according as God has made I mean has given us unto us all that pertains unto life and godliness again if you quickly I want to, don't turn to it. In the book of, I think Genesis chapter 14, thereabout, I think, but uh, yeah, I think it's 14. Melchizedek, remember? And Abraham, covenant with God, remember? 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 That's the first time God will demonstrate his covenant physically on earth, at least on this realm that we're still on. And when Lord was attacked, remember? <sighs> covenant keeping God. He didn't go to look for machinery. Look for the from his household. They went after a confederacy of three kings and they sacked them and brought the man back. When the kings, when the, when the kings that they had plundered went to me, they gave us this excuse me. Let no man say you made me rich. My riches come through covenant. I say this is the root of covenant blessings. And when Melchizedek met him, guess what he did? Melchizedek, and who was Melchizedek? The priest of God. No father, no mother, no beginning, no end. Eternal priesthood. So passes anything you see in the Bible other than God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, Melchizedek is believed to be the, uh, is it the pre, pre, pre-incarnation Jesus. He's the priest forever. That's why his priesthood is never after the ironic one. It's after that of Melchizedek. All this of course is to say, uh, okay, who is Melchizedek? I see this one talisman they are turning. I will look 
That's why Christians should read the Bible. No, I'm not joking. But see, see what happened there. When, when Melchizedek met him, whoa, what did Abraham do? Please watch. Wow. He started, he was praising God for Abraham. Say, blessed be Abraham. Of the most, are you a covenant child of God? Blessed be Namti. Of the most high God. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Blessed be Tosi. Fred. Benga. Aki. Of the most high. Hey. When you know who you are, even the devils will move back. He came out of heaven. Met him. Coming from the. He said, Blessed be Abraham. Not Abraham of any. He associated him. Most high. Can't you see what the covenant has done? Picked you from nothing, cleansed you up, lifted you up, set you in the most high. That's your salvation. That's my salvation. Most high. Most high. It's no pride to think that I'm seated in the most high place. That's where I belong. And guess what he did immediately? Guess what Abraham did? Abraham said, you know what? I have a little spoil here. For the first time ever, all these people talking about tithe, I beg now, Eloka Bible. Never mentioned, never happened on the surface of the earth. But because it's in a covenant relationship, through covenant knowledge, not from this part, supernatural. He picked one tent. He said, take the tide. Tide is not a human idea. Tide surpasses the law of Moses. Before Moses was born, there was tide. And how did he respond? How did the priest that came up from heaven respond? Bread and wine. <laughs> Communion surpasses anything. It's not because we don't have wine to drink. But can you see the secret of blessings? It is covenant. You dig the same ground, you plant the same maize. Neighbors, what do you think make this one get 100% and this one is struggling with 60%? Covenant. Is it not the same market? Is it not the same soil? Is it not the same earth? But when it comes to covenant, your life is not just yours anymore. You are living in collaboration with your covenant partner. That's why if you look for trouble, you look for trouble for both of you. That's why we fight your battle. 
is the secret of victory. It is the secret of access. Who are you? Before the king? But now they were bringing him straight. Straight. Every protocol gave way. Landed before the king. He didn't look up. He looked down. Where people can never access. Where the mortars find difficult to approach. Covenant will land you there. It's covenant. It's through the blood of Jesus. But what you don't know, you can't. You don't believe. What you don't believe, you can't receive. What you don't receive, you cannot prosper from. When you understand this, you will stand your ground and defend your territory, but you will not spend all your life fighting enemies. You spend some good time appreciating the blessings and appreciating the blesser. So, you see, access there again says that the secret of his presence. How can I be in the presence of king and the fragrance of his presence will not follow you? It's access to his presence. Covenant. I've many years I'll hear Kenny Copeland say, Look, 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 when it comes to wealth for the Christian, it's a covenant issue. And he will explain and explain and explain. But when it comes to covenant, there are instructions for him and for you. He will keep his side. You just endeavor to keep your side and watch. That's just the way it works. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, quickly. Romans 5, 2. Quick, Romans 5, 2, Ephesians 2, 18. For through him we have what? We both have what? You know, the both there is the Jews and the Gentiles. What the covenant does is that it removes enmity between people and between man and God. The blood of Jesus. So we both have what? Access. How? By one spirit. To who? The Father, the King himself. Romans 5, 2. Through whom also we have what? Access by what? Faith into what? This grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I have, people don't know. So when you try me, remember, I have access. Yeah. Anybody, anybody against child of God in the house? Anybody with, uh, you have an access. If you have an access, shout amen. amen. Now you can appreciate why Jesus said, I am the door. I am the what? The truth, the life, and what? The life, the truth, help me. The way and the life. He is. And anyone coming must come through him. That's access to his presence. You don't mortgage that for anything. If you can gain his presence, if you can gain access to his presence, you have it all. You know, when, 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 when the disciples stood before the Sanhedrin, they saw them and their boldness and their articulation, but they never went to school. Said, ah, they have been in his presence. 
You can't come from his presence and the world will not recognize you. Four, the secret of our citizenship. Bring himself from today, he will eat bread on my table as one of the king's sons. Brought him from nowhere and suddenly sat him down. Say, everything the king, your grandfather, has ever owned. Can imagine the estate of the king. Say, give it to him. Wow! Overnight! Somebody say, covenant! You will sit down at my table, eat from my table overnight. Somebody say, covenant. He says, Ziba, all your servants and everyone around that I lived, I mean, that's lived with all, they will be his servant. They will go walk the land and bring all the proceeds to him overnight. I said, and yet, with all these things coming to him, uh-uh, he will eat at my table. How much do you want to eat? The whole world is coming to you. And he said, no, but no, give me the privilege of giving, of making you eat. So, what do you do with the rest? Covenant. And what interesting about this covenant was that he was sitting down in his house. And he had been there for years, probably in his 40s or 50s, I don't know. Not knowing that covenant was working for him. Covenant was seeking him out. That's the covenant we have. Have you ever read the scripture? The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Seeking to show himself on behalf of the covenant children, the righteous. Wipe away your tears. You're a covenant child of God. I conclude with this one scripture. Now that you know all this, travel together. Therefore, brethren, Go ahead. Go ahead. So, and enough. Why did I go that way? This defines your attitude. Be bold to come. You have access. Come by faith. All things are yours. Everything God has. I mean everything God has. Let me say it again. Everything that belongs to God is yours. 
Even Jesus said it when he was talking of the Holy Ghost. He said, when he comes, he will show you all things. Say, you know why I'm saying that? Because he will take, I mean, all that the Father has is mine. And this Holy Spirit will take everything that I have and reveal it to you. How? For your possession. Can you see the covenant matter? So when we say communion, you understand. We are only reminding ourselves and demonstrating to the literal world that we are in covenant with the invisible God. When I eat the bread and take the cup. When I give my tithe, I'm demonstrating to the literal world that my, my source is beyond here. It's covenant issue. And he says, my covenant, I will never break. So why will you ever fret over what to eat or where to live? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.